Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jordan, and this week we've got me, Nick. I wish I was high on pot and noose. And Jamie. Judy got hit by the fire truck. This week we're going to be looking at... Oh, sorry. This week we're going to be taking a look <laughs> at The Neon Skyline by Andy Schauf, released in 2020, and it was picked by Nicholas. Would you like to elaborate, any Nick, on why you picked this album? Uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a huge decision or anything. Um, I just thought it'd be a good fall album. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be interesting to throw it out there and just see if either of you guys liked it. I kind of figured it'd be a situation where it was something I loved and you guys didn't like that much. But oh, uh, an old uh, an old witness, like yeah. Benjamin Booker situation. Yeah, yeah, Poss- possibly exactly like that. Um, <laughs> but the old but, incident, uh, yeah. <laughs> the the witness incident. Um, <laughs> but um, but yes, uh, I just wanted to listen to it more than I wanted to listen to Sling by Clara, which was my other pick before this album that uh, I feel like at least Jamie would have liked more. You'd probably like them about the same, Jordan. But, right. um, but yeah, they're both kind of like soft, subtle, indie pop rock type albums like uh, soft vocals, like I don't want to say mild instruments because they definitely like fill up the space of the songs. There's, there's some space for subtlety, but like a lot of the songs are really lush and like uh, not really, not really warm, but like, I don't know. All the, all the space is, is filled in a very satisfying way to my, to my little calm brain. So, so it, so it is, there are warm tones because most of the instrumentation is done by either acoustic guitar or woodwind instruments, mm-hmm. mainly clarinet, which are warm toned things. So that actually is a is a pretty accurate description, I would say, oh. from both an a, an emotional even, and even when I don't know what I'm talking about, I know what I'm talking about. Let's fucking Let's go. go. Oh, oh uh, for rest for reference, if you haven't listened to it, listener, um, witness. I'm not sure what the pre-re-rating was. I could look at that, but we're going off the new re-ratings. Uh, Jordan gave it a three. I gave it a six, and Nick gave it a nine and a half. So that's that's what we we referenced. Yikes! There. Hopefully your history doesn't. It's currently fifty sixth. I wow. I I'm I might even keep that. I I might even just stay nine and a half. I was gonna say I might drop it, but. I still love you, that album. You kept it the same. The only change with the re-rating was I, I went from a five and a half to a six. Gotcha. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so you I know you like this album. I don't did we mention we haven't mentioned it in this episode yet, but it was uh your ninth album of overall. all time. Top ten overall. Yeah. Actually. I think it would I think it would stay in the list. It might, and it might not even go any higher. It might just be like ten. I might bring another album into the list instead of uh, my number ten was Currents by Tame Impala. Right. I just 
I just kind of want to knock that off to like feel feel better about myself, to feel less stereotypical. So like, so I'm just I'm thinking like I might want to put some Jack Johnson on there or like uh, some Heim or something. But do you just lose to, your original yeah. originality as soon as you start acting like? You no, don't I, I feel be a like I feel like Jack Johnson or Heim still fits in with with Nick's. I feel like that's still like artists I would expect to be in there for Nick mm-hmm. yeah. because like. Really, really authentically, it the the top five are probably strictly ordered. The top four mm-hmm. or five, and then the rest are just like great albums that I love. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, I'm interested for because we already are almost definitely going to be doing that again, like this coming year. I'm interested to see how that changes because I feel like for me, like you know like the top five are probably pretty set but below that there's a lot of room for you know something to get knocked off from the starting lineup i can i can agree with that like i still i don't think i didn't put 22 a million in my top list and oh really i thought it was like seven or eight no i didn't put it in no eight was uh eight was mbdtf because me and jordan both selected that for eight overall yeah so that'll be interesting um but yeah, so so that so there was you know there was a lot of emotion, right? This was a rival matchup, you know. This was a conference game for Nick. Yes. Uh, going into it, um, I will say, I will say, this album did grow on me. The first listen was was a rough one. It was a rough <laughs> listen. Uh-huh. The first listen was one of those situations where, like, I try to go in on you know not not making snap judgments, but like. The first listen, I got two songs in, and I was like, this is not going to be a good week for me. This is not going to go well. Uh, And I will say, it did grow on me. I still don't love it. I think it is... We'll get into more detail. It is interesting in the manner that it is written and the structure of the album, but I wouldn't say that... I I never got to a point where like I enjoyed the instrumentation and the and and his oh yeah okay in it yeah I yeah. I don't know it's just Yikes. it's it's the kind of style where it's either you're gonna fuck with it or you're re- you're you're not going to mm-hmm. and that's for me this it fall it happens to just fall in the the ladder of those two I think it's interesting that I really love pretty much all of his music but uh albums like like Weezer's newest album Okay Human that's kind uh-huh. of like a soft rock album is that like a play off of Okay Computer I think so like I, but like I and, and it got really good reviews but I really didn't like it and the instrumentation I didn't even listen to it yeah the, the instrumentation is kind of similar to this album but um I feel like you could almost put this in the same category as Bahamas in the sense that it's like slightly unconventional yeah like indie pop rock i could see it and maybe maybe there's something to that because bahamas are another another well it's afy but kind of group because it doesn't go by him but that that's another where i just don't feel like i've ever liked bahamas as much as i should like bahamas yeah Uh like i enjoy listening to uh bahamas is a and i enjoyed you know when we did earth tones back then i probably enjoyed that album more now but i just at no point has there been a moment where i'm like 
I get why Nick loves Bahamas. I don't know. It's just one of those, like, I, I enjoy listening to it. I would, I would say, I mean, I even, you know, I queue up Bahamas and stuff like that. But definitely much more of a a few songs that I really enjoy and queue up versus, you know, I'm going to sit and listen to this album. Kind yeah. Of thing. Well, we'll have to know. do we'll have to do yeah. Bahamas as Afy someday and see what your official rating that one. is. Yeah, my of, my number one all time. Yeah, number one of that all could be, time. That, that could be. Uh, I could I could get a little little tipsy on that pod, and you could really hear Ooh. me get pissed if somebody okay, said something okay, that okay. I didn't agree with. Okay. We're doing we're we're doing Bahamas as Afy whenever I get the Arby's curly fry vodka. Okay, bro, I have got to set aside some paycheck money, bro. I gotta get that. That's curly actually fry insane, shit. dude. I I think I'm stupid because I really want to buy that. I want to buy it authentically. Just cause I, I want it's to just buy it. Just cause it's just why funny. the fuck not? Right? Exactly. If it tastes like shit, it's not gonna go bad. I will literally I will literally keep that bottle like and pass it down to my children. Yeah, my my fucking grandkids are getting that shit. <laughs> They're getting that bottle Here's full the, of water. The, They're getting awful. that bottle. Yeah, the the Arby's curly fry. They're not collabing with a brand, right? Isn't it just like Arby's? It's vodka? a distiller, but okay. yeah, yeah, they did it. It's like some distiller starts with a T. Honestly, I feel bad for the distiller. I mean, they're about to make a fuck ton of money from Arby's for this, but like, I don't know their name because it's yeah. the kind of thing where it's like I don't know vodka distilleries. Dude. No, but. I I so it just looks I so feel this dumb, is collab of the year. But I have to I want to buy that. No, the Bear vodka, Brick Lyrical Lemonade collab is such a good collab. Vodka vodka is my my spirit of choice for making drinks and stuff. I just can you imagine it like if it tastes fry vodka. slightly like curly fry. That's enough for that, me. Yeah, putting that enough. shit in a Moscow mule. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. What the fuck, right? I gotta do it. I gotta I don't know do about it. that. I you just you just gotta drink it straight. You gotta get the full curly fry. Yeah, effect. Oh, I'm doing. I'm if I if I am able if I am able I am setting a fucking timer for this. Shots if I am able to procure a bottle of curly fry vodka, the first thing I'm doing is drinking it straight. I feel like you might 100%. be able to, but I think North Carolina's like interstate liquor laws are stricter than some other places. I re- then now I really have to do. It. I got to do it for the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> it's it's bigger than just you. It's you bigger than me. This is the, bigger than me to the community of 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 us uh, podcasters. What do you Podcast call a group of white men? Oh, if if we're able to get this, this is some supplemental content. Listener, will be coming out. We are doing a taste test of this shit. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how long it's going to take for all of us to be in the same place again. But with this vodka, but it is fucking happening. I'd be done. I mean, we could if Nick buys it and you buy it. I could have like one shot. <laughs> yeah. Seven days, fourteen hours, fifteen minutes, eleven seconds. Wait, there's a countdown. Yeah, if you go to arbysvodka.com. Bro, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fucking I'm gonna be sitting at work next Thursday. Go to www.arbysvodka.com. Just, just refreshing the webpage on my fucking work laptop Ugh. trying to buy Arby's fun. <laughs> if I get it, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna cheer and stand up in my cubicle and everyone's gonna be like, "What the f- What are you cheering for?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh nothing. Curly uh, fry uh, my my wife is pregnant. Uh no, that that would not be it. <laughs> that At wouldn't this be, point, that, that wouldn't be a cheering situation. No, that is my a, wife is pregnant. Oh. <laughs> my wife.
I, I, I was just saying that as an excuse. I knew you wouldn't celebrate that, Jamie. It was just a lie, you could say. It's crazy that people celebrate that at 20. I mean, it's okay. It's not crazy. I don't want to alienate. It's just I like, different. If, I, I feel like if for you in your worldview and your life situation, if that's what you want, good for you. Go for it. I, you know, no judgment here, but like for me, it's crazy for you. For my situation and my worldview, ours, yes. not just mine. It's not just me. Yes, that's that would be um, crazy. Yes, at this point in time. <laughs> but, okay, I think that I think that's a good see away. Yeah, yeah. But before uh, we completely dive into the individual songs, I do want to note that I I wasn't able to completely find whether it pertains to this album, but I know for almost all of his albums in the past. Um, Andy recorded all of the instruments himself, like a oh. Tame Impala situation. Oh, and, a uh, one man band. Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 the more indie Tame Impala. Try hard. Yeah. <laughs> Little he uh he grew up in a super small town in Saskatchewan, um, Canada. Oh, the, he sounds like a Saskatoon. The <laughs> the the town's name is Regina. But <laughs> and that's how he says it. He doesn't say. Dog, Regina. You sure it ain't Regina? No, okay. he says Regina. Oh, that's a that's a, that's a like middle school level joke. Yeah, if that's if that's legit, that's their their town's name is the shit we would say as a joke in the like, it is like the thing like you call grade. like the skin between your thumb and your pointer finger. No, that's the pudgina. Oh. I actually didn't know that either. I don't think that's you real. You didn't hear that shit? It, I know, that, this that is was... the vagina. <laughs> no, that's the weenus. Oh, it is. The skin on Bruh. the skin on the elbow is what Jordan's referring to. Did, did, did you go to middle school, dog? That was before... <laughs> yes. Before Bush Middle School was rampant with vagina and weenus jokes. No, no, no. Weenus I definitely had. I just, I just thought it was called a vagina. I just couldn't remember. I knew it was like a private part, but I could not... A W private part, but I could not remember Privates. what it was. Dog, did you just say private part? <laughs> what, what should I say? Genital. Genital. <laughs> <laughs> genital. Yeah. This goes, this goes back genitals. to my argument from genital. forever ago where where I'm anti any... There's no good word for like... I hate saying this. Cuss words. There's no good word for it. Cursing your vanilla. Cussing your stupid... I feel like cuss words are what cursing. I don't know. This is we we talked about this forever ago. Where like me personally, it just hurts me to say that. Private parts for me is another one where I'm like that feels very childish. But like genitals is too much, so I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is. I just know that internally it causes strife with. What do you call your hoo ha? My bussy. (laughs) No, I said, what do you call your? Your blue blah, huh? Tell me. You, you said hoo ha. That would for me. That would be a bussy if I were to. No, your. Your what's it called? Are you the, talking about the thing that your girls penis, have? dude? No. What do you call your penis, dude? Context Jeez. dependent. Exactly. See that that one's a hard one too. Well, I'm gonna say hoo ha, and you guys think I'm talking about a girl's private part and your butthole, dude? How? I don't know. I've never heard hoo ha applied to penis. To, to like the the 
the penis. Never heard it referred to that. The hoo ha one hundred percent of the time is. Vagina. I really, I really hope that uh, that you tag Andy Schaff when you post this, and he listens <laughs> to this. And before we ever talk about any of his songs, he hears us the- discussing. Fuck! It's twenty minutes. Yeah, we, hey, we need to we need to, we the need most, to get back on the, track. The Wait, most. Sorry, you, I mean, because it is. Jamie's got one more most, thing to the say. The most. The most interaction we ever get is from like the more the like indier artists. That's like we typically yeah. see more. They at least at least they like the tweet. I don't know if they listen to the show from the tweet, but they typically will like like it. And sure. sometimes if they listen to it. Not because of the rating, because you know, if, if you're if you if you make music, you have to deal with whatever ratings. It's oh, for yeah. situations like this where I'm like, ooh, you tuned in to hear us review your music, and you heard us talk about the intricacies of how to refer to of, of genital vocabulary, to genitals vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, look, I, this is Nick's fault. I was ready to dive into it. And he said, "No, no, no, sorry, sorry. I, I'm, I'm trying to so, like, yeah. I'm trying to do like well, a good, well, I like, said spacing. before we get into it." To talk about how he plays all the instruments. Yeah. Not to talk <laughs> yeah, how about... Do we, how do we get there? I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, so my last my last general thought is that this man is down horrendous for Judy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, okay, it's not him. It's the character, all right? It's the, the character the narrator. down bad for someone with a not hot name. The, Judy's a fine. Judy could be hot, bro. Judy's what? like a fine that was, classic. That was a joke. Name. That was a joke. Wow, too far, Jamie too hates far, women. Dude. I can't Ooh. wait to us one day blow up and our one-liner joke get taken out of context. You know, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to... all the Judys be like. Listen up, podcast. Have you ever met a Judy? I don't know a Judy. Uh, maybe I had a great I aunt have. named Judy. Well, I, okay. Do you know someone like our age named Judy though? No. It's like it's like a Barbara. It's gone the way of. Judith? I do know a Barbara our age. I I have an aunt Barbara, but I don't know a Barbara our age. Um, I was gonna say instead of putting "Where are you, Judy?" in a song, he could have just said, "Hey TikTok, um, I'm really trying to find this girl named Judy right now. Please help." It's crazy how many of those work. I know. I saw one the other um, day with this guy. Found this girl. I was like, "What the?" That's crazy. But yeah, that's the last of my overall thoughts. Um, until we get into the ratings, so uh, we can we can get into more specifics if you guys are ready for that. All right, all right. I feel like we've wet our whistles enough. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah. So neon skyline. Um, I thought uh, an ice cold bar from that shit. Um. Where I, I think it's the last line of the song, but oh, I'm just fine. I'm wasting time. Sometimes there's no better feeling than that. Oh, I'm just fine. I'm wasting time. Sometimes there's no better feeling than that. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's kind of true. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta dick around and like whatever. Yes, like, sir. Do you know? Do you know how many just like bullshit evenings of like playing Warzone have kept me sane, especially during like the throes of the pandemic and online school and shit? Oh, like yeah. That? Like sometimes, it, like I am a big fan, or not fan. I'm a big proponent and advocate of like you gotta just take time to not 
do anything important. Mm-hmm. I guess if you play like if you're in esports and you make money like that, that's important. But like, if you don't do that, you just got to take time to just do some bullshit. Yeah, I agree. So I th- I thought that was a pretty good line. His in the in the in the case of the narrator with the opening and opening song of the album, it's in the sense of uh, just like fucking off at a bar or whatever. Yeah, but. I I I would say in a general sense, you gotta make time to just not not do anything, and also not feel bad about not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if we mentioned yet, but this this whole album is like an overarching narrative of of one night. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like an overall narrative of like six hours in the narrator's life. Probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's basically based like, on the events that occur. Yeah. It's huh, basically like a TV show episode in like an album you can think of it like that and you can all also almost think of it like because it's only 34 minutes right yeah yeah Yeah, it's like a 45 minute episode minus the ads yeah there you go yeah and there's there's little like flashback elements in it or like little um little like outside stories that don't directly take place in the bar but they all take place in that night like they're all told in that one night and um, yeah, that's the first time Andy had ever done that. Had ever like wrapped up a concise story with with one album. On his last album, his last album was kind of his first concept album, and it was mm-hmm. all about like stories that um, happen at parties. But I don't think they were all supposed to happen during the same night. Like the album was just mm-hmm. called the party. And it's okay. like uh, there's different songs about like uh, situations at parties, like or like situ- situations in the quiet corners of parties where like a guy. They is... don't know that I'm. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that I'm actually about to have an album dedicated to this one night. Who's that weird guy in the corner? I don't know, but he's got he's got a he's got a legal pad writing down. Shit. I don't know what he's <laughs> He keeps asking everyone what their names are. I don't know what he's I don't know what he's got shit drops. But yeah, ba- basically it is like kind of a situation like that. Like it's him describing situations that he's seen and situations he's been in. I listened to um two podcasts where he was the guest this week. And like uh, on one of them, he talked about the party and on one of them, he talked about Neon Skyline and on the party, he was talking about how that wasn't really autobiographical, how it was um, just things he had seen. uh, But as he was writing those characters and those stories and as he writes basically any story, he just finds like pieces of himself within them that like he thinks he's talking about something else, but characteristics of his actual self and personality come out in those stories and um which is a common thing that that you hear like different artists talk about say like any i want to i want to throw out the disclaimer any critique of the album i have it has nothing to do with songwriting i think i think that the dude is a great songwriter yeah this and that's from a that's my biggest draw to it right a writing perspective it's great but like reflect but that's like that's not really what's reflected in my eventual rating and overall review is is i just couldn't get over a hump with him but like the songwriting is great i mean it's it's up there with you know 
some of the best songwriting in this genre. I think. I think it's done really, really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one For of sure. his uh, one of his biggest heroes um, that he talked about in both podcasts, I think, is Randy Newman, who um, who's like a very renowned song songwriter in his own right, outside of Toy it's a Story. Out there, at, outside of wait, what? Isn't that Randy Newman? It's a jungle out there. Do 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 do. <laughs> I just know he's you got a friend in me. He's uh you the Monsters Inc. theme. You got a friend. Yep. That's Randy Newman. But he's also uh he's also short people. Fantastic song. Um what are other songs by him that I know? I don't know. I, I went through a phase where I was listening to a like ass load of his music. <laughs> but Of Randy Newman? Yeah. That was like probably That's like funny. a month or two ago. I listened to his Randy. first like five albums. But yeah, um, he's hilarious. He's like Ben Folds, just like thirty years yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah, Randy Newman. I, I've heard a lot. Like, I I don't. I am not as familiar with like just his music, but just mm-hmm. the fact that he's like a funny fucking dude. Yeah. But uh, but the the short the album that short people's on that's my favorite album by him. I can't remember. I think it's called Little Criminals. Anyways, oh. uh, <laughs> Little Criminal Short People. Um, Neon Skyline. Uh, it says it in the first first one. It says, "Hey, you remember when we're gonna say the title of the show in the show? Here it is." <laughs> Pretty much, it uh the the skyline is a bar in Toronto that he went to a lot, and Interesting. uh he was talking. Okay, I, yeah, I wasn't, but but the album seems like it's written more from a small town perspective than Toronto. Yeah, I guess you could say like he he references small town life a bit, but he yeah. ta- he talks about like Judy wanting to, um, but he talks about Judy being sick of the city and shit like that. So that lended that that made me listening to this album and reading the yeah. lyrics of it. I pictured a much more like small town bar where mm. you know the same fifty people a night go to this bar. So the bartender oh rose in the in the narration of the album. Sounds you like know she you. she knows like the regulars because it's not hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I think like that's. I, I, I think that I, I think that actually is the gist because he talks mm-hmm. about having like drinking buddies and stuff at the um, at the bar like in exactly. uh, in in the podcast like when he's talking about his real life but like uh, the character Claire in the album who tells the story about her son who gave her the picture and she kind of blew him off and she says like how hard is it to give a shit. That, right. That's one of my favorite lines on the album. How hard is it it's to a give a one. shit? <laughs> I don't. I don't like the delivery, but the the message behind it is very uh, good. It's the, it's the idea of repeating, like repeating the actions you see growing up from your parental figure mm-hmm. that then you subconsciously pass down, and then afterwards feel like guilt about it. Anyways, today my son school 
I think a f- which a, a funny that, that, oh, good good. I was gonna say that interaction in particular felt very like just small town shooting the shit to me. With, yeah, like okay. someone you barely know, but only in a small town do I feel like you barely know them, but you're still they can be an acquaintance or whatever. But then like you don't have a problem with them joining the night with you. Yeah, uh-huh. like, I feel like that's a that's more of a small town vibe. Yeah, than a bigger city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that that song is one of the most like haunting on the album or like like ominously yeah. dreamlike and that's a bigger characteristic of uh of the party of some of his older work definitely on his album The Bearer of Bad News like uh he has he has an eight and a half minute song called Wendell Walker that's about um him like uh having an affair with Wendell Walker's wife and like uh, it, it's talking about how the cold makes Wendell go crazy, and like in the end, like uh, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> in, in the end of the eight and a half minute song, Wendell Walker accidentally kills his wife, and then uh, yeah, it's it's As a whole does. thing. Like uh, also at the end of that album, there's two songs where um, the first song is about uh, four people trying to rob a guy, and um, the guy that they try and rob kills one of them. And then the last mm. song is about the guy who killed them thinking that he was shooting a fox, like hiding behind something, not realizing that he was killing a person. And it's what? like, uh, it's, it's very little, uh, Dick Cheney situation. <laughs> a little bit. Man, tripping off acid or something. <laughs> it was dark. It was at night. Okay. Ah, he just heard okay, something. Okay. Russell, like getting into his shit. He lives on a farm. He's mm. like, he's like, get the hell out of here! And he meant to shoot. He didn't even really mean to shoot it. He meant to shoot near it, and then he killed the person. Jeez. But uh, yeah the the writing is like emotionally deep in like everything that he does, and uh, the the storylines aren't really like crazy or hard to understand. It's not like a Christopher Nolan movie. That's not why the writing is good because the plot right. is confusing. It's like there's there's Chrissy Nolan. Yeah, Chrissy Nolan. It's because there's so much emotional depth to it. Is why I love. But it. Christopher Nolan's best movie is his least confusing plot. The Prestige. Interstellar. You said his best movie though. That's my favorite <laughs> movie of all time. I Prestige is my favorite movie of all time. I think The Prestige is less confusing than Interstellar barely because they're both relatively straightforward like like if you watch interstellar and you hear all the dialogue it makes sense and like the end is like a bit of fantasy but like it's that that's what it is it's fantasy it doesn't need is to be it? explained or is it just science we haven't come to understand yet <laughs> that all that's I'm like the same is, thing <laughs> is, is <laughs> honestly a, unexplainable honestly. space it being fantasy or science we don't understand the it's black the same hole thing. He consulted astrophysicists, and they said, yo, if it was a black hole, this is what it would look like. They made that, and then the the scientists compiled the black hole photos, and it, that's what it looked like. Have you ever seen The Prestige, That's Jamie? crazy. 
No, I still gotta watch it. Okay. I was gonna say, okay. I was like, we, he we hasn't even seen it yet. We can't say much about it, Jordan. It's it's well, really right. I was like, I was like, I was like wait, he's acting like he's not even saying he likes it. I was like, wait, does he even has he even? Seen no, it yet? that's why that's why I'm out of that fight. I haven't ah, okay, seen it yet. Okay, okay. But it'll be very hard to beat Interstellar because I'm a slut for space. I was gonna say, so I don't think you'll, I, I don't you. think you'll like it as much, but I think you'll still love it. It's David Bowie, David Bowie is in. The Prestige, okay? David Bowie space, plays Nikola space, Tesla. Yes. Space easily beats David Bowie for me. David Bowie, Nikola Tesla doing science? I mean, I'm interested. I didn't <laughs> okay, know that's what I thought. Hold <laughs> well, on, buddy. Yeah. It's just Interstellar has literally been my favorite movie since I saw it. I saw it four times in theaters. Yeah. And I don't know. I watch it at least once a year after that. Prestige is worth worth a watch at least though. We I gotta need to, watch we it, need I to bring watch. you back down to earth and let you see a Paul Thomas Anderson film. We need to watch uh, let you watch the three hour okay Don't emotional epic Magnolia. <laughs> some some that some people that Jordan might know might say that Shortcuts by Robert Altman is better than Magnolia. Okay, oh, but I'm gonna I tell her. I'm gonna guess. I but know I wouldn't say that. All right. But no one will be she named. Likes, she likes the posts. I don't know if she listens to the show. She True. likes the posts. True. That's all I know. I just see who likes. <laughs> um, we're moving on from Skyline. Neon Skyline. Fuck, we've really got. On a we don't have to talk about it. every song either. No, I don't have notes no. for every song. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I, I figured not. Nick would be note heavy. I, no, I Nick t- would be the note leader. Yeah, I took day. a lot of notes, and I can I can kind of try and guide us if you want me to. But yeah, guide us. My, guide us. my next note is for clove cigarettes. So I don't. Know oh, really? You didn't have any for Where Are You, Judy? That's that's where you don't even know who Judy is least. until Where Are You, Judy? Okay, it sets up Judy, but that's my least favorite song on the album. Really. So. I just don't like the, I don't like the delivery of it. Where are you, Judy? Well, it's so catchy. I, I just, it's, it's just like something you'd hear in see, like a barbershop. Like cartoon. I said, this is some shit that I feel like I should have fucked with, and I just at no point in my like ten listens did it connect with me. Interesting. I I like I the know. I even like the little part where it's like when you first hear about Judy, and. Um, his friend Charlie says, "Like, did you know Judy's back in town?" And like when he says that, the instrumentation like just adds like a little more drums in, and it just picks up a little bit. Like there's just yeah, emphasis. I don't know. It just it did not hit for me. I this whole know. album, see, some like something that they, they just pay it like a bar or something, you know. It kind of, I mean, and that's kind of like it's not it, like it's not like study music, but it's like see, it's, it's like funny you saying that. It nails a little bit. It nails the fact that it narrates an evening of friends at dive. Bars. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I was gonna say like at a dive bar, which I think I think the music is paired good with what the subject matter is nick I, w- I will say that is a plus mm-hmm. that's something it does well 
It's not like it does. And then they killed all their parents and went home. <laughs> used their skin, used their skin as blankets, and wasn't cold. Like something like that, you know. It was very uh, bars, dog. Mars. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it definitely like the music. I will agree with you. The music went with it. But for me, since I didn't like the music, that's a problem instead of a plus. No, I get that. Like I said, any criticism, any critique I have of this is not to do with the songwriting and the structure. It's just the fact that for me personally, it didn't, it was not copacetic with like what I wanted to listen to this week. I got you. I got Which you. Is, and maybe in a, in a re-rating in the future, I would give this album, I would give it a higher rating because of that. From an objective point of view, I should like this album a lot more than I do. This is this is I a little a little Heim Women in Music Part Three situation. It, potentially, potentially. I do like that album though. I got you. I should have. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. It just where you, Judy. Like, yes, it sets up the 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 X that the narrator. Yeah, it's a, it sets up that she broke up with him, that he was on the receiving end, that he still cares about her. He says, like, I only miss her when the skies are above. Right, as in you know, all, like I, all I only time. I only think about it in the days that end and why shit like that. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, as you see later on in the album, the narrator didn't see it coming, but they really should have because there are a lot of red flags. Some pretty big ones. Uh-huh. Some pretty big red flags. <laughs> uh-huh. Some shit does go down. But yeah, so like I, I get from a narrative standpoint it's an important song, but I just I didn't enjoy listening to it. I got you. I got you. We're, we're good on there. I'm done with that. I mean, even, even Clove Cigarette. I, I would say that most of... Okay, 100% of my notes for this album do not have to do with the musicality of the album. Understandable. They only have you to did do, say you like, didn't Clove like... Like Clove Cigarette... Clove cigarette. It it um. The song starts off with the bartender smoking a clove cigarette. Very hipster thing to do, outside. I didn't know what um, those were. Did, I don't either. Can you tell me? Do they not have nicotine in them? Like it's there's. I'm I'm trying to. It's I only know them as like the hipster thing, like hand rolled clove cigarettes, and they have a distinctive smell. Yeah, I I heard Andy talk about them on a podcast, and he was saying like. It made it sound like uh, people smoke them whenever they're trying to stop smoking normal cigarettes. But okay. he he said he said they smell amazing like cinnamon, but they're terrible for you. Like they're even worse for you than regular cigarettes. Wait, yeah, I, I know that that's the thing. With them. why, why, why would you do that if you're trying to stop them? I don't. know. I think it's just to try and break the nicotine addiction. Well, but this says that clove cigarettes. Uh, have been shown to deliver more nicotine, carbon monoxide, and tar than regular cigarettes. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm capping. Then I might have just been zoning out. Wait, how does this make sense? Oh, this is backwards. Clove cigarettes typically contain between sixty to seventy percent tobacco and thirty to forty percent shredded cloves. Ah, uh, okay. So Nick's not wrong. They're probably as harmful and addictive as regular cigarettes. Uh, okay, well maybe maybe he's wrong. <laughs> so. I don't know the points in them. I just know it's like what hipsters and people in the '60s, like Bob Dylan and shit like that, would would talk about hand rolled clove cigarettes. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I am a non-smoker, so I don't have any knowledge on the matter, really. Um, hmm. 
I just I just saw a text from 35 minutes ago from Vic that says, "What's your thoughts on communism?" So I got to figure that one out. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so but but classic. All, all the way back at the top, my note on this song is that I think it's interesting to talk about the olfactory senses and their connection to the memory in the brain because that's something that like I have a dog shit memory. <laughs> But I will smell a smell that will immediately take me to, like, fucking seven years in the past in a very, like, specific situation. Yeah. Shit like that, where it it is, I think that it is crazy, the, uh... The connection there between between the nose and even even taste. So I say olfactory. You know, you got both of the two nasal nasal passage mm-hmm. scent receptors. Like I don't know why we evolved to have that, but it blows my mind anytime it happens. <laughs> We're like, I'll have something, and I'll be like, Oh my god, this takes me back to this day eight years ago. This is what was happening. That shit blows my mind every time. So that's a, a kind of the the first verse touches on Rose is smoking a clove cigarette. The bartender, she's outside taking a smoke break, and it takes me back to your summer dress and that green plastic table with those green plastic chairs. And you touch my summer skin and you toss your golden hair. bad for judy we've established that but i just i don't know i enjoyed the the um not i guess it's an implicit relationship that he's mentioning between this the smell and then memory yeah i, I always enjoy that thought it was cool yeah i th- i feel like it's ironic or almost just not fitting that the chorus for the song is you take some steps forward and some steps back but it just doesn't matter because i'm on track Take some steps forward and some steps backward. It just doesn't matter because I'm on track. Because it doesn't sound like he's on track. <laughs> this dog is not on track. He is, he is down. It sounds like he's, he's for someone yeah. who liked him so little they had an affair. Uh-huh. All right, that he's down bad Oof. for. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what like not on two track. songs down the road. The next song's thirteen hours, and that like. That talks about how, uh, like a little, uh, little long December vibes a little bit to me. I don't know. I got that, and then I I realized when looking at the lyrics that like I probably shouldn't have thought that. Wait, like the Counting Crows song? Yeah, because it's about like the friend getting hit by a car and him going to the hospital constantly and shit like that. Oh, okay, but like, yeah, that's but... what I latched into in thirteen uh-huh. hours. But the last lines are fucking that last. <laughs> That that last it's not a it's not a verse because it's all one continuous stream. There's no chorus, but yeah, that last verse is like oh <laughs> yeah um, yeah. It's it's very fun. It's heavy. it's a very it's a very good example of like how close intimacy with someone can breed like 
like, like that heightened vulnerability and closeness with someone, mm-hmm. you you may say something to them that you wouldn't say to like a stranger, like even a normal friend, like something that would would hurt what them. What comes with intimacy is honesty, and sometimes honesty is, yeah. It's just yeah. like they're both incredibly stressed, and like, and he had been like listening, like a listening to her, and like trying to help her, even though he caused this awful situation. And like yeah. in the moment that he was fed up, he says something awful to her while she's like, what has two like uh, a broken, broken hand, wrist, bruised ribs, and a hospital oh, gown. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because she got hit by a drunk drunk. Okay, so so the story is that his ex Judy. This is a reminiscing of uh, they took a flight home from. 13 hours he's in canada let's say england um they i don't know where they flew from but it was it was like a flight home okay and he was saying if we'd taken the train this wouldn't have happened because what happened is they took a cab from the airport to that apartment they were excited about being done he left a cab he's broke his shit Uh. she asked how much he left as a tip he was. He said it. She said, "That's bad. I gotta go walk back over to the cab and give him something." It, it, look, all I'm saying is, if they used Uber, it's all in the app. <laughs> but but so we don't know when this, this was. is a pro Uber podcast. So she walks back over to the cab. A drunk driver comes flying around the corner mm. and then hits her while she's leaning over, giving the cab driver oh my a, an extra tip. And so. Yeah, that's what the song's leading up to. And then she says, while they're in the hospital, he's like checking on her because she got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she says, if you weren't such a cheap bastard, I'd be at home. And this guy, so you assume that they take a 13-hour flight, airport processing, maybe an hour, 14 hours, take a cab, who knows how long. So then, so, I mean, we've all been there, like traveling with, family or a partner whatever like you get stressed at a certain point because humans aren't meant to do that so it's like your brain you get short-tempered so she says if you weren't such a cheap bastard i'd be at home while they're in the hospital who knows how long (laughs) and he says i'm not made of money you should have just fucking left it And then, of course, that's not what you should say to your partner who has just been hit by a car. Not, and the blame there isn't even at. It's one of those things where the blame of the situation is at an external party. But when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, temper, frustration, everything, it's all flying. It's, it's so the, the blame. said that you regret. Yeah, the blame. Right. Yeah, like, like you said, the blame is on an external situation, but really. In that situation, it's on you. It gets you. thrown on the parties. Because, <laughs> right, because in that situation, 
you're the people discussing what happened, yeah. so you can't say the the bird's eye view would be to say, oh, well, this happened because what was the probability that these things occurred versus a drunk driver coming around the corner, not seeing the person and hitting them. The odds are that that wouldn't happen. However, it did happen. So the blame should be clearly on the third party. However, at the end of a stressful situation, when you're especially, especially, I feel like the more intimate of a relationship, the more comfortable, as, as fucked as it is, the more comfortable you are with kind of saying like oh this is your fault Mm -hmm. because of just whatever innate human whenever we're in whenever we're against a wall we typically odds are you blame whatever is closest to you as a scapegoat and so that's kind of what happens here so i thought i think that oh for me you mentioned the in living room that the how hard is it to give a shit lines for you (laughs) Mm-hmm. Are the most impactful for me? The last four lines of this song are the most impactful. Okay, because okay. of that. Yeah. Where, yeah, it's she's she's lashing out. If you weren't such a cheap bastard, I wouldn't have got hit by a car. And instead of being, I guess, the bigger person, imp- more empathetic, whatever, and saying like, "You're right, it's my bad," the narrator goes, "Fuck you! <laughs> you know I'm broke." <laughs> You should have just fucking left it. Like, I gave what I could. And then, yeah, as soon as I say it, she looks at me so surprised. And then she's, of course it's your fault I never got home because I'm in a hospital because I got hit by a fucking car. So, yeah, yeah. that that those lines for me are the most. When the narrative is about the narrator being hung up on an ex, but, like, clearly... The ex saw it coming for way longer than the narrator. Like these, yeah. those four lines for me are really the most impactful on the album. Mm-hmm. I thought. There's like a, I said, the songwriting's good. There's a sick guitar part at the written. end of that song, right after she, right after she says, "Didn't even notice it." <laughs> you, you probably, you probably heard that, and you went, "Oh wow!" And you just skipped the rest of it. <laughs> if, look, if this oh, album, cool. if this album's lyrics were written as an eleven paragraph short story <laughs> bars <laughs> bars bars but like i would i would analyze this shit in a senior english class right happily yeah but but with the music which is weird for me to say that's where it lost me i don't you, know you, you, I don't know. you could have done that this week you could have just sat down was, and not listened to the music after you realized you hated it you know just listen True. to it once. Where do you think Nick Nick, where do you think my notes came from? Right. <laughs> oh. Most of these were written by me reading through Genius during the first like three songs of the album. <laughs> On my like tenth listen. Oh, to what? Like I said, songwriting, fucking golden. Yeah. It lost is he a better music. is he a better storyteller than Lil Wayne though? Sure. I don't know. Yes. What? <laughs> I don't know enough of I got Wayne a story to, to tell a, you know that I, I, I cherished it too many Mona Lisa you telling me that's that is top 10 one of the best stories telling songs top I three to Mona Lisa I don't know I've never heard it I don't know we listen <laughs> we didn't listen to Mona Lisa Jordan died that wasn't on the leak that's the only Wayne album I've listened to fully we probably listened to it in the we, car one time we listened to it on the way to dog you Colorado. know I didn't listen to that 
We were talking about it. <laughs> well, you talked no, no, about no, no, it. No, no, no. I probably okay. I'm saying I listened to it. I didn't imprint. Dude, it was literally such a good song, though. I don't know. I'm, I probably fucked with it. It has Kendrick Lamar in it. It has Kendrick Lamar in it. Maybe but you know, this thing not just as a matter of fact. Remember that 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 was the one where he did the grandma voice in it, dude. Oh shit! Okay, I remember the grandma voice. Thank you, dude. Thank you, bro. Oh. Matter of fact, bitch, give me your phone. You fucking with Wayne? Bitch, give me your phone. Hello, hello. Fucking with Wayne. She all your fucking retards. That's the shit that you do. Touching yourself to the. Anyways, I'm not gonna sing the rest of the song, but you get the gist. (laughs) That was beautiful. So I hope we get a copyright strike off that. Right, the, I I go on the YouTube to dispute the claim for it, and it says Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> yo, uh, wait. I didn't even cut that one in this week. Yeah, so uh, I thought that things I do, my note for it, brutal accounting of walking in on an affair. The best account of walking in on an affair is Kate McKinnon by Coulter Wall, but. I thought you meant the best account of having an affair if it was Not having an affair. Like, walk... No, okay, so... I see what you mean. But that's not what I meant. Like the SNL actress? Yes. Like, so that's what Jordan's... Jordan said he thought I said the best person to have an affair with. It's called Kate McCannon. McCannon, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Bro, Nick, have you not listened to Kate McCannon? No, I'm I'm not a huge Coulter oh. Wallhead. Oh, dog! This was my introduction to him. Maybe that's why I like him. I'm so just much. A, I'm just a Fraulein. That guy. song, Frau. Uh, okay, that's probably his second best song. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, his, maybe his third best. Devil wears a suit and tie is really good too. Uh, but dude, that's only you like, gotta listen. Devil wears my suit and tie. I'm gonna keep nope. it on. on the floor after this podcast, after this episode, you need to listen to Kate McCannon and really hear what's being said. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Dog, that's bars. No, like that's one of those songs where it reaches a point. It's like a two and a half minute song, and it has a climax that's better than like half the movies I've ever seen. Bro, I got a climax that's better than half the movies I've ever seen, bro. All right. <laughs> Now we're back on the general discussion. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, no, no. Back, back. To, no, yeah, no, no. that's all. That's all I had for things I do. That shit. That shit hurted. But that's all I got. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have much for it. And then the ne- the only other song I had fires. anything for was Fire Truck. Really? Yeah. You didn't have yeah, anything you, so, for like so try you, again. You take the lead, bro. I, I take notes when you're asleep, figured, bro. All right. Have you ever oh, tried shit, it before, dude? Oh shit. Okay. Well, no, Dust so, Kids. Nate, I'm not going to talk about that much. I thought it was I fine. I would respond to your notes more. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Okay. Take yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dust yeah, Kids. Yeah. Dust Kids was pretty good. It's about like uh, kids are creepy. Andy reading a book about um, some kids who remembered their past lives and who who reference. Who reference people in the photos in the books and say like, "Hey, like, like, yeah, this was me, and my name was this, and that's like Bob," and they like, uh, like historians or like other people will look into the photos and find out who those people were, and the kid would be right, and it was just like freak stories and coincidences of those things. That, that should always freak me out. Yeah, yeah, that made Andy write that song, and it's kind of just like them talking in a bar and like joking about it. It's nothing extraordinary. In in a podcast, he said that uh, after playing 
um, the album front to back at so many shows. That was the song that he wished he would have cut from the album. He said he like huh. he said it was just harder to play than the rest of them, and he just didn't care about it that much anymore. <laughs> it's it's kind of a it's kind of a non sequitur. Uh-huh. I feel like a little bit. It's kind of like both a, in a narrative stand. It's kind of like in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. How sometimes you just say some bullshit. Yeah. That doesn't overall matter with what you've been talking about all evening. Yeah, I so didn't I, even realize I skipped over living room, but we we talked about that one a little bit earlier. How yeah. that one introduces the character Claire and how she talks about her kid and how. And I, I, I couldn't figure out the whole time is is uh is Charlie trying to get with Claire or is that just happenstance? I I, I think they're kind of friends and they're just kind of like flirty like. Like being like flirty, friendly in the bar together, and like hanging out when they walk down the oh, street. Yeah, kind of, kind of like us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, us. like me and yeah, Jordan. Like, not you though. Like, oh, yeah, a, like the fact that I, I on my wedding. Wait, no, no, not Jordan. no. Oh. And did I, was and it also you? And David, that's bro. Literally, that's one time I've kissed Jordan two times. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, true, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's the only thing I've got for the mood board this week. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> dude, the Nick, multiple pictures Nick, we Nick have said you can't expose him, dude. Yeah. Bro, David fucking replied to my tweet about the wedding with that shit. I was a little, I was dying. <laughs> was I was like, I don't remember that. That, was, that, that was out of pocket. But uh that was out of pocket. But I allowed but it. But it was great. It was funny. It was funny as fuck. But yeah, the 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 final four song run is my favorite part on the whole album. Really? Yeah. I mean, Fire Truck was the song that you chose for the um, playlist you yeah, made yeah. for the top ten album. And either either Fire Truck or um, or Changer, either one of those are my favorite song. I'm not sure which one. I'm gonna but. say I think Try Again was probably one of my favorites on the album. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, um, that was that's uh, the third to last. Try Again is, but uh, that's that's kind of like so so in the moon. Um, the moon is right yeah. before try again and it's probably the slowest i think it's the sad well i don't know if it's the saddest either that one or fire truck are the saddest but um the moon is like uh charlie keeps making a joke about making their way to the moon like uh, people are mm-hmm. asking them where they're going and he says making our way to the moon and we're taking off soon and it's just kind of like a thing to say to someone when you're drunk to be like ah, ha, ha, ha. and uh and then really they just <laughs> walk around together and hang out but towards the end of that song, um, that's when Judy actually comes into the picture in, in the moon. That's when she comes into the bar and like uh, and sees Charlie and she doesn't want to look at the narrator. And then um, uh, once they leave the bar, um, like Charlie invites her to like walk along with them. And Judy walks with him down the street. I said streak down the street, and uh, <laughs> down the street. And uh, and Charlie's walking with Claire. Judy's walking with the narrator, and um, he says like uh, he didn't know where she like where she was or where she'd be. And she says that's funny because honestly, I know I knew exactly where you'd be. But soon we're walking the street. Charlie's walking with Claire. Judy's walking with me I say I didn't expect to see you She says to be honest I knew exactly where you'd be And I say making my way to the moon And she laughs too soon Right 
Which is a callback to earlier in, is it the first or second song, where he talks about, like, I remember Judy, she would say, like, haha, this is our disease, as in, like, you know, their vice is alcohol. And so she's clearly progressed and then come back to say, like, I knew you'd be at the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Like kinda like, ooh, that kinda kind of fucking that's a little that stings a little bit. How'd you know I'd be good. here? Come on. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> ooh, that ooh, what a fucking come on, unnecessary we, clap. Come on, we know. We know. Yeah. I I didn't yeah. I didn't even really think about it like that. I just thought it was like her like poking fun at him. Like it it Well, I think I think it's the kind of thing where like maybe it's a little bit of joking and maybe it's a little like yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, because like he clearly, he clearly had some shit he did in the past that would would lead to a little bit of animosity. I feel like. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But um, but yeah, and then you you see that like it, it makes clear towards the end of the song that there's going to be no re- reunification of this relationship because right. he tries to reach for her hand and she says like, "No, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. but yeah that's the gist of the song it's uh it's kind of like it's almost the winding down of the night but then it picks right back up again with try again and try again mm-hmm. is probably the most upbeat like cheery just like just clever like yeah just just bouncy song on the album that probably like uh at the beginning of every verse he says somewhere between drunkenness and blank he like chooses a different um i guess, I guess noun every time right. i was gonna say adjective uh, he says somewhere between drunkenness and charity drunkenness and sincerity drunkenness and honesty the english language descriptive words are not my strong yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh i don't i don't know what the fucking adverb is bro Bro, just know. add ly at the end of something. It's an adverb. That can't be right. <laughs> that can't be all that there is to it. The English language is fucked definitely, up and stupid. Definitely is an adverb. Quote me on that. Why do you know that? It, it isn't an adverb. Because it ends in ly, dude. But Th- that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I, that, th- that is not my area of... I wouldn't even say expertise. That's not my area of knowledge. <laughs> <Of basic> <laughs> <laughs> I know what a noun, a verb, and an adjective are. Person, place, or thing. Probably, probs. But yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, but Andy, it, it is kind of a cool through thread that he writes with that at the start of each verse. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Andy said in um that interview that I listened to that uh, the interviewer asked him probably once or twice earlier in the interview whether or not Judy was based on a specific girl, and um, and like. He he was never really that hesitant about it. He just said like, "Well, she's kind of a combination of all of my ex girlfriends, you know." Just how the narrator is like, bits and pieces of me, Judy's bits and pieces of the rom- romantic relationships I've had. And um, mm-hmm. towards the end of the podcast, uh, Andy had opened up a little more, and he like um, the narrator asked him again like, uh, "If if a certain situation in." Um, it was either in the moon or try again was about a certain girlfriend and he like and andy waited for a second and he was like okay so the thing is the moon and try again i really wrote about like one girl and like and uh and try again there's all there's probably two or three examples of like her cracking jokes it says like she uses a british accent and like uh 
he like jokes he like has a terrible british accent and she says like what is that and he says sorry i'm from a different part of the country somewhere between drunkenness and chivalry i hold the door open and let her pass through she says thanks to me in a british accent and i try to answer her in the same voice she laughs at me says what was that supposed to be i say i'm sorry i'm from a different part of the country she says come on baby try again um later in the song uh she like touches his coat and says i've missed this and he says i know i've missed you too and she says i was actually talking about your coat <laughs> like uh but yeah um and he said that he said that he actually finished the album a bit after they had broken up oh. and thought that they were like becoming just kind of like normal with each other and he said yeah. he sent it to her and uh she was like hey i don't know if i can keep talking to you like this is actually like really fucking me up <laughs> and, he, and he was like he was like oh like i i didn't mean for it to do that at all like i just wanted to show you what i had written i didn't really intend for anything to specifically be about you and he said that he thought that she thought that they that they might be getting back together and he was like that's not really what i was thinking i just wanted to like i thought we were Oof. being friends and i thought i was going to show you what i was working on but it was just mm. one of those miscommunication things of mm. of uh Don't you hate when that modern happens. romance but anyways uh, but that song he said was about a specific girl and about her her funny tendencies. And then I I like the end of that song where he says uh, somewhere between drunkenness and honesty. Um, and he that's how he starts the verse. And towards the end of it, he says, "I make a silent toast to the things that I do and don't miss." Somewhere between drunkenness and jealousy, I watch her talking to some old friend. What a reunion He recognized her across the room How many years could there be to catch up on And somewhere between Drunkenness and honesty I make a silent toast To the things that I do and don't miss Come on baby, try again Like, that sounds like In Clove Cigarettes where he says it's one step forward and one step back, but it doesn't matter because I'm on track. Like it's him recognizing the good and the bad, but also where he presently is. Like it's him recognizing that there's good and bad that he misses and doesn't miss. That it's not all good. That it's right. not some dreamlike memory that he can just sink himself back into. Right, because yeah. at least he's having these flashbacks of like, oh shit, no, this I definitely did not. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. That that like, part. Uh, yeah, I didn't want that back at all. Like fire truck. Okay, so my my last note for the whole album is, I thought the first verse once again in fire truck very good. We've all been there, where it says, uh, "A fire truck goes by, goes screaming by," and it reminds me of that night when you said you were coming home, and I waited till four in the morning. A fire truck goes screaming by, and it reminds me of that night when you said that you were coming home. And then I waited up till four in the morning. 
As in, like, I, I, okay, so I didn't get this, but I, until reading it a few times, I guess he has that, has the memory of the night that their house burned down. I'm not sure. But, and then I guess he says it out loud. And she says, I remember. And why the fuck would this be a good time to bring it up? She says, I remember. And why the fuck would this be a good time to bring that up? And I am silent because I'm not sure. Sometimes I feel like I should never speak again. Like, you have this bad memory. Yeah, no shit. I remember it too. That's a core memory. But core we've memory. all been That's a chilling. Core we've all been chilling all night being why chilling? the fuck would this be a good time to bring up sad shit <laughs> and then he then the narrator says and i'm silent because i'm not sure sometimes it feels like i should never speak again like we've all been there where you like you bring up something and you're like oh yeah i just thought of this and then you're like oh the jesus you're hanging with they're like why the uh, fuck would this is not the time or place to say that and it's like my okay. bad. I just I shouldn't talk. <laughs> so I mean, so it's all. It's, so I just thought it was a very interesting glimpse into you know, yeah. the. I mean this this album is a very, like this is real shit. I think it's a very good expose of like what can happen with relationships. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I think I think that's an excellent additive to that narrative yeah and i don't know if it was and that's the last specific thing i had yeah i don't know if it was their house burning down or if it was someone else's because in the second verse it's never clear yeah, right in the second verse he says i can see it in my mind the flames reaching so high into the night and that poor family standing on the front lawn watching and i can see it in my mind those flames reaching so high into the night that poor family standing on the floor watching. So it sounds like it's someone oh. else. And he just sees the house burning down. And then and then he says, and for some reason I remember that feeling being almost jealousy for a new beginning. And for some reason I remember that feeling being almost jealousy for a new beginning. But I should have known that I was already burning it to the ground. Oh, that makes those lines. Yeah, and it's like he's using make a lot more sense. He's using that situation to analogize, like, to 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 compare it to him wanting to start over, to want to have something new to build from the ground up because his current situation is so like. Bro, have y'all ever, intertwined have y'all ever and, witnessed like? Have y'all ever witnessed a house fire? I saw the beginning of one leaving your house one time when I was younger. Oh, that's right. There was a there was a pool party where everyone who no, I think it was showing up because people were like, "Bro, it took me forever to get here because yeah. they had to like go to the back." Yeah, I've like watched a house burn so. down before. That shit is. Damn. I could not imagine. Now it, I think it was abandoned that or they weren't there. Like nowhere while we were all spectating on the road because it's it's a back road. So like we were standing in the middle of the road amidst all like. Like, every fire department in the county yeah. showed up. And so we were all, like, standing there watching it. And based on conversation, I don't think I don't think the family... It was either abandoned or, like, the family wasn't there for whatever reason. Because I couldn't have taken that. My, mentally, I could not have taken seeing, like, that level of distress. Nah, but I bro. could not imagine 
the feeling of that. Like, that shit is... To witness that alone. Like, I didn't even see the family who it happened to on our road. But one night I got home from, like, swim practice or whatever. And I'm like, bro, it sounds... It smells kind of like smoke. And then I saw, like, a bunch of lights, maybe a quarter, third mile down the road. Uh-huh. And I, you know... I walked down. I don't think any of my like family was there. I don't know where they were. But yeah, I was like, well, I guess I just walked down the road. Oh my god, I just hit my mic. Fuck, that is so bad for the listener. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I like walked down the road and I was just standing there and it, hearing the sound, like the roar of a house fire, and then the timber cracking as like the roof caved in. I was like, I couldn't imagine if this was like the house that i spent the last 15 years yeah dude that's like that i i could not conceivably put myself in those shoes i just sat there and i was like fuck like this is this is crazy so i think i think it's i don't know if the narrator if this is a real memory for andy but i i think that if you were you would have to be in such a bad point in life to witness such a life-altering event and think like even even two percent to be like i'm kind of jealous of like a clean start like you've got to be in such a horrible position yeah to, to like you've, you've got to be at like such an emotional low to see that and be like oh i almost wish i was one, there like yeah yeah you're one like you trip on your shoestring away from killing yourself. Like you are, you are in such a low point to, to have, to, to witness something like that. And then uh-huh. think like one person be like, man, I would kill for a fresh start. Like it's way different than if you look into like a campfire and you go, man, fire's cleansing. It'd be great to have a fresh start. That's understandable to, to, to like witness just like a, like a house fire or something like that. I could not imagine being in such a like emotional state of of the the written narrative mm. that's occurring in the song. If that is the case, yeah. that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Downhill emotional rates. depth, bro. No, I I, I never I I said from the beginning. <laughs> I know I know what you said. Songwriting is know? there. Yeah. The, I'm just I'm just saying that for the listener. That's one reason I love it so much. The main you know what reason. I like about this podcast? I think it makes me. I think talking about it makes it seem like when i look back at my life i think i've had a very vanilla existence but i guess i've i've been through weird non-sequitur things that kind of yeah lend itself maybe that's why i like sad music i don't know mm. i don't know because i can i can touch on what it's like to to lose someone from uh taking their own life i've, I've gone through that you know I've, I've i don't know the last time i thought about what it was like to witness a house burning down. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that sums up my notes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Nick, do you have any fun? I know you, I know that this is your album. Do you have any final thoughts before we, before we throw out our numbers? Um, any final please? Yeah. Just about changer. I think at the, I think at the end of fire truck, Whenever Judy leaves and he says, now that I'm standing in the ashes, I just want to be whole. Now that I'm standing in the ashes, I can't help but sing along. And then he goes into the chorus and says, do, do, do. I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of the moment of acceptance in the album when he's like ready to move on the sing along moment. 
is like, oh, I'll just, like, she leaves, and it's not like he follows her, it's not like he keeps thinking about her, he just keeps singing mm-hmm. the last song in the bar, because he's, like, uh, he's accepting to, to live in his current situation rather than long for a different situation, and then the last song, Changer, is almost an epilogue to that feeling, like, the, the chorus is just change on, changer. Change on. That's all he says in the chorus and like he he reminisces about um about meeting her for the first time saying there was lightning in the sky talking about like fucking up a joke and like fumbling over it and like all of her friends laughing at him but uh for the most part it's just him like accepting his position and saying like and saying you do you as well that's the change on changer part is like is saying like you be yourself and turn into who you who you want to be. And the last verse on the album, the second verse in Change On Changer, when he says, Oh, I can see it now, me telling you how I found my way back home. Oh, I'm already bored. Like him being bored with the conversation with Judy. I heard you back in town Working at the drugstore that's him realizing that he he doesn't want it is like Right. Like, like as soon as he thinks a little deeper uh, than the, than the perfect scenario in his head, as soon as he like puts the slightest ounce of realism in it, he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, this this isn't as the good thing I think I remember." Yeah, like like he he the narrator they are given the chance that they've probably thought about for who knows how long to live out this rekindling and then you live it out and the reality sets in of like, oh man. Oh yeah, this is just as like, shitty. <laughs> this is mm. like, yeah, I, I needed this. This is this is a good uh, reminder that this isn't what the reality was or could be. This is just how it is. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I, you know, like it was, it's a good touch. I mean, it's, it's what often, reality often doesn't live up to expectations and that's because we have we're good at imagining things right yeah, we're good true. at making the ideal situations but very rarely do you live out a dream not even not even from a romantic perspective but i mean any aspirations dreams whatever it's like how they talk about the the richest people are the saddest it's it's like yeah you know there's often what you have is your dreams and that's what drives you once you reach it that's not it's not what it's going to to be built up to in your mind. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, with exception, there is exception. My wedding. <laughs> one of that was Jamie being like literally being married. That was not all it's cracked up to be. Let me tell you. Okay. Well, being married so far is very similar because, oh, as really? far as the day to day living, I mean, nothing 
we've lived together for years, <laughs> two years, so that's not going to change. But but as far as the day of, it was that perfect day, you know. True. But but so that but that's a rare exception. I mean, most of the time, you know, you think of uh, there are a few exceptions to the rule. But if you if you dream and you really think about it, and you're like, oh man, when this hap- when this event happens. It's going to be like this. I'm going to feel like this. It happens and you go, huh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think that the the changer, or is it called changer, right? That's the last song? Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, th- I think that those lines, those lines perfectly exemplify the fact that, you know, that's that's what life more often is, you know? Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. For sure. And that was it for me. Yeah. Jordan, you have any final thoughts before we before we rate and review it? Honestly, I'm surprised with how long this episode is. I, kept I it did going. not think it was going to be this long. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but it was your ninth picked overall album. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sure. like how you and I mutually kept the sound and color album to I th- I think it's like 145 after I cut in the That's music. That's insane. I'll Venmo someone a dollar. I'll Venmo anyone a dollar who actually listens to that whole episode. <laughs> hey, there. look, that's one of those albums where I feel like if you like it, you're going <laughs> to like it enough. Did you say that, that album's gonna... popular on TikTok, Jordan? I said you're going to say you're going to pay people. It's going to blow up somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're gonna you have owe, owe 47000 Hey, but... Uh, before if it starts to blow up i'll enable ad reads and then we'll get we'll get like three cents a listen so i mean if it blows up easy money we're gonna make enough for you to pay them a dollar (laughs) (laughs) you're still in debt i'll still owe thirty thousand (laughs) dollars But our plays are gonna skyrocket, yeah, yeah. bro. It's That's for the pod. And then we can start talking. We can start talking to people. Be like, hey, look at our look at our listener yes. base. Look you know, at it. I think that this might be. We might have to do this. Yeah, I'm down. Nick, I don't All know right. if you're willing to sacrifice thirty thousand dollars in debt. Um, I'll take out a personal sorry, one. <laughs> oh, oh, we're set then, dude. Your credit score is probably great. Yeah. Just yeah, uh, and my, my I'll go to the actually really good. go to the bank and they'll say so. What is this loan for exactly? And I'll say internet clout, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll say, "Fuck, right. you're approved." <laughs> yeah, you know, what? Dan, that's sick as hell. Ten years ago, would have said no. Now, hey, okay. So I still think I think I still think Southeastern is our longest album episode by four minutes. But but Sound and Color was an hour and thirty four minutes. Okay, and thirty seven seconds. Okay. And Southeastern was an hour thirty-eight. Uh, gotcha. But yeah, I'm so, yeah. I'm ready to, to rock and roll. I I give my rating then Jordan then you right Jamie. Because you're correct. You've because got your album. Next oh week. no, Young Sick Camellia by two minutes at an hour and forty is our longest episode. Oh wow. Yeah, we were. That's because we had four people yeah, and we, we were, were all spitting. going in on it. Actually, True. I take that back. Blonde was our longest episode. <laughs> With an hour and fifty four. <laughs> oh damn! There we go. Well, we did take a two week hiatus. So it was a little pent up, you uh-huh. know. So that True. kind of disqualifies pent up. it. Pod but. aggression. But uh, yeah. If you yeah, so if if rate? you want me if you want me to send you musical clips to use this week, uh, I'll go for it, Jamie. I know you weren't a fan. It was just sure. Yeah. If if you want things you want specifically cut in, go for yeah. it. Yeah. But uh. 
I was just gonna cut in what we talked about, but if you have like things in mind, go for it. I got you. I can do that. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a ten. So. <laughs> Ten, yeah. bro. And you guys, you guys just say your ratings and don't even justify it. I don't, I don't really care at this point. You've, you've All spoke right, cool. your piece, like jo- Jordan. Like I know you're fine with it. Like I'm expecting like a three or a two. That's fine. It's gonna be a three, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be a three for me. And and Jamie, you've said, you've said, listen, the writing is great. It's phenomenal, but the music just isn't for me. About five times, so just pop off. <laughs> <laughs> five and a half. Oh, I appreciate that. Actually, I thought that's more than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> it was gonna get a five because I saw the merit, uh-huh. but I would never cue this up. But the songwriting is really, really good. It gets <laughs> it gets that half point. So okay, okay, five okay. and a half is what we're gonna settle at. Would you believe it? The average rating. Is a six point one six, which puts the album, puts the album, at fifty six, tied with one other album <laughs> that is titled "Witness" by Benjamin Booker. Let's go! Oh my gosh! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Nestled comfortably, comfortably between "Is This It" by The Strokes and "Of the Blue Color of the Sky" by OK Go. Hell yes! Oh. I'd be picking these shit that albums. That is fucking hilarious. That's Out of good. 70 albums, it is tied with one other album, and it is Witnessed by Benjamin That's Booker. That's hilarious. We're, we're suffered prophetic. A, and I kind of had this thought, because Jordan rated them both three. You gave Witness a nine and a half. I gave it a six. You gave this a ten. I gave it a five and a half. So, yeah, I, I uh, thought that that might be the did case. Did you do that on purpose, Jamie? No, I did not. I was dead ass. <laughs> you, you gave your rating, five. and imme- had, immediately Jamie was like, uh, "Calculator app. Um, I need to give it a five point five. I just, I just had a last minute change of heart where I was like, you know what? The writing deserves a little bit better than a five. Like I said, if this was a thirty-five minute TV episode, great. If this was a, if this was a, a poem I analyzed in uh-huh. AP Lit senior year of high school, fucking uh-huh. great." The fact that I had to listen to it brought it down quite a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that, no, I got that you. means for I me, got but you. you know, that's the fate it suffers. I got you. Um, but so for my next album, I'm anticipating a higher score. We'll see. We'll see. Because we're in the time period where it's time to really start reflecting and think. Adele is finally releasing new music. So what we're going to do is we're going to do an album that deadass, I might cry. The odds of me crying on the next podcast are the highest they'll have been since we did Circles by Mac Miller, where I almost cried. Um, For reasons we'll get into, we'll get into it next week. But we're going to be doing 19 by Adele, which features a couple very... Life prominent track. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens once I start drinking a little bit next week for the podcast episode. Um but we are preparing mm. for the for the drop on November nineteenth of thirty. Which we will I am almost positive review at some point. I've already been uh-huh. I've already been told by a few people they're excited for our episode on it, so we have to Ooh. follow through with that. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, so we're going to be doing Adele's first album, 19. Mm. Nice. 
for next week. I'll try and, I'll try and so we'll dig up we'll some emotional trauma before next week. Or maybe like create some or something. You just gotta like. Oh yeah, create. <laughs> what you should do in the your homework for the next week is to create emotional <laughs> trauma. <laughs> However you want. No, I'm, I'll figure it out. But yeah. we'll get into it next week. I'm not crying from trauma. I'm crying from life altering beauty. You know, so from from the universe's uh, mercy on your feeble little life. You know. Yes. Yeah, and Adele was kind enough to to throw that tennis ball into the court, yeah. and I served to, it to make you feel her love. You know. Oh. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, so my recent listenings: Adele, uh, Peach Pit. I'm. They're not dropping a new album on Friday. They're dropping a new single. So to prepare for the new single, I've been listening to their entire catalog. Obviously, <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, let's do a lot of twenty to a million. Recently, it's kind of what happens for me every daylight savings where it becomes dark at 5 p.m. I just kind of oh, yeah. listen to that album more. But I don't – okay, I talked to my mom about this. It doesn't make me sad. Like I, I honestly don't feel any effect from it other than my music taste changes. I've got my whole life where even with like swimming in high school, I would go to practice at 3 p.m. in the winter and come out in darkness. Like yes. it, it, it's been so long that has never affected me. Mm-hmm. I also – day and night doesn't affect what I do at home like playing video games and going to the gym and shit like that yeah has no effect on day and night so that doesn't bother me um but yeah my music taste changes which is weird uh oh and glass <laughs> animals i don't know i've just been listening to them a decent amount recently maybe because i've been listening to 22 a million yeah so that's kind of in the ish realm i could see a doorway there being cracked open so i don't know maybe that's what it is i got you i see that I listened to all of Andy Schaff's uh, back catalog this week. I listened to multiple podcasts where he was the the guest. Um, did my research. You did your homework. I did. Had had to come for my boy. I knew I had to protect him. Um. What else? Uh, I accidentally uh, renewed my subscription with Secretly Canadian, the record label for their record club, um, and I got my oh. uh, last record for the past three months in the mail this week and it's actually really good i had no idea what it was and i actually really enjoyed it it's uh called public storage by hannah vu and it's kind of like kind of like an indie it's it's indie pop rock in a sense but it's completely different from andy schaff some more indie rock like beach fossils wild nothing got into some american aquarium uh Houndmouth came out with a new album. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, it's called... Hmm. I think it's called Good For You. You have to check me on that. But uh, Olivia Rodrigo had it. Good for you, you look happy and healthy. <laughs> uh, Bleachers came out with a cover of Drive by the Cars. Very good. Um, Amine. Oh, what, what song is that? What song is that? What song is that? Who's gonna drive no, 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 you no. home? but yeah cars underrated well not underrated because they're very popular but they've got a few bangers that don't get yeah but uh amine his uh his his new mixtape album thing 2.5 very good and that's about it pop off jordan your turn okay so this week at work i've been listening to a podcast oh yeah 
that is done by Complex, and they've done a Pop Smoke one. I haven't listened to their Six Nine one, but they had one that came out recently covering Florida rapper YNW Melly. Ooh. And basically everything that led up to his arrest and then like where they're at now, which is not too much because it's been like at a stalemate or whatever. Gotcha. But um, they always do like the production is really, really good on those always. And they always do like a good job on them. So because of that, I've also found two new YNW Melly songs and then also been listening to old songs that I like. And his voice is still just so, so good. <laughs> and it's just kind of a crazy story as well. You know, you're just like. I want actually wonder what's going to happen because they seek they 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 were seeking the death penalty on him too. So it's like damn, I didn't know that crazy. Yeah, um, uh, I added a song called "See You Girl" by Steve Lacey because yeah. somebody I know was listening to it and I thought you know what I'll try to enjoy this music too, not just rap. You know, um, "Tiptoe to the Tiptoe Through the Tulips" by Tiny Tim still, "Just a Dream" by Nelly still. Uh, other than that, I've been just such, uh, shuffling again. It's kind of, it's kind of. I'm kind of at a lull with my music right now, to be honest. Yeah. So. You might like um, "Dark Red" by Steve Lacey. I don't know, but that's that's probably his most famous song and one of my favorite songs by him. I got you. He made it on Garage Band. Oh. He has a TED talk about okay, it actually. Riri. Huh. Yeah. There's a part where he just plays his uh, like falsetto vocals, like the stem of it, into the okay. like microphone at the TED talk, and someone in the audience is like, "Woo!" It's it's really funny. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, that's pretty much it. First podcast in a while. So second podcast Since last in a while. week that I've listened to. Ever. <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Oopsies. We're goofing. We're we so, goofing. We're so we gotta. Silly, we, we gotta. Movie. We gotta make this a little more short format. There's. Yeah. We're we're popping off too much. Yeah, we need a, we need Vic to moderate every podcast. And nah, dog. This just means we have dedicated <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. Oh yes. Look, I, I've maintained apart from David, most of this podcast is just us giving a, an excuse to talk about music and whatever. True, 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 true. So I, I, that's why I never try to cut anything short. I I'm like, if people listen, like we, we, we have full time jobs. We don't, we don't make any money off. Of it, so <laughs> you know. the the podcasts I like the most feel like conversations. They're they're exactly. basically not structured if it's at too all. Too structured, so. it's boring. Yeah, true. Try I tried to nail that, and we so okay. So we just redid our intro episode. Thank fucking Christ, because I listened to it at work yesterday just to see how bad it is. It was uh-huh. dog shit. It was so bad. Like, if I was a new listener to any podcast, even if I loved the people who were on it, I would be like, this is not worth Keep it, though. Time. Keep it just in case. Not, like, up, but keep it in, in your I, I mean, I have, I have the raw file somewhere. I'm going to make sure it's on my iPod. I, uh, laptop? What the fuck? <laughs> My iPod saved on a hard drive. I have I have redundant copies of every single podcast we have. Okay, I have those files. Um, but yeah, so if you if you're a weirdo and you want to listen to episode zero after whenever I get to it, probably this weekend, uh, (laughs) it's not going to sound the same anymore. It's going to sound a whole lot better. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Um, Intro video on YouTube. Yeah, so we'll go ahead with that. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Oh, Vic and Leo just busted into my room. Oh.
So yeah, so we'll wrap it up. We just wanted to say thanks again for listening this week, and remember to tune in next week where we're going to be taking a look at 19 by Adele in preparation for 30. That's on the horizon. Be sure to listen to it as much as you want so that you can have your own thoughts and mentally join in the discussion, quote-unquote, with us while we talk about the album. Uh, If you want to, you can also join in the discussion in a physical sense by throwing a comment on this week's episode on YouTube or Instagram. Or if you want, you can also tweet them at us. We're on Twitter at ListUpPodcast and Instagram at ListenUpPod. And those accounts, as well as all of our personal handles, are going to be in the description of wherever you found this episode. Make sure to give one or both of them a follow so that you can see any updates or announcements we make that pertain to the show, because that's where we send them out. Um, Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you feel like we've earned it, if you wanted to throw a rating or review our way, that would be great. If not, uh, no hard feelings. Um, Oh, and also, if you want, feel free to check out the show merch at interestpointproductions.com. And then, other than that, for now, we'll catch you next week. And remember to listen up. Listen up.